0: what does it take to turn a dream into a reality high key a lot of hard work and a commitment to not giving up because listen you gonna want to give up at least once or twice (laughs) this is justin and you're listening to so curious about a weekly ish podcast about creativity marketing and joyful living And today I wanted to share my process of developing the Joy Bombs Affirmation card deck. My relationship with affirmations started when I was dealing with negative self-talk at my first job in advertising, and I go in-depth about this in another episode. Uh, You should actually listen to that. It's pretty good. But the short version is that for me, affirmations are a transformational tool for reprogramming my mind to focus on the good instead of the potential bad and it's been a profound gift in building my self-confidence and helping me to stop taking life so freaking seriously now when deciding on products to create for the so curious collection i knew that affirmations would be a great place to start I know firsthand the power they have in a person's life, but also I have a unique spin on them that could connect new audiences to affirmations using my unique hand lettering style and bold color combinations. Now, in case you missed it, my mission as an artist is to create a more beautiful world by sharing uplifting content that inspires and educates. That's the real reason why I designed the Joy Bombs Affirmation Cards. For me, they're more than just a product. They're a message of hope and encouragement. And when you use them, you will be reminded that you're not alone and that you have the power to transform your life and the lives of others. But this is really only the beginning. My goal is to see one million smiles inspired by these affirmation cards reminding people of their power, their potential, and their worth. And with your help, I believe we can create a ripple effect of positivity that will make the world a better place. One smile at a time. Okay, enough about that. Well, one more thing. You can order your Joy Bombs affirmation cards at SoCurious.co. Or if you'd like to financially support this project and support a real human artist, you can make a one-time donation at SoCurious.co. donate Now, let's dive into these steps. Step one, I started by brainstorming a list of affirmations, and I've, I've done a lot of work in this space for myself. So I already had 10 go to's that I already have in rotation to help me deal with different parts of my life. The 10 affirmations I repeat the most frequently. I deserve to take up space. I can handle any challenge. I'm proud of who I'm becoming. I'm going easier on myself right now. I'm brave enough to try. Even in uncertainty, there can be peace. Every day is a chance to start fresh. I'm only competing with myself. I'm a magnet for great opportunity. I take calculated risks. From there, I wanted to expand to consider additional options. Uh, i've been I've been sending out an email called The Weekly Reset for the past three years, and each email includes an inspirational pep talk and original illustration for me. so I, I went to the archives of the newsletter to see what inspiration would come, and fortunately, I was able to come up with fifty two options from content I'd already created. Some of it I had to remix, but it mostly all existed. Step two was really about honing in on the type of affirmation cards I wanted to make by doing some extensive design exploration. So I went to Procreate on my iPad Pro and developed six illustrated affirmations to see how I like making this type of work. I love the original illustrations, so I slowly started to share them. I posted them in my weekly Patreon email, and then I shared them on social media, and finally in my weekly email. And in measuring the success, it's worth noting it's not always about the total number of likes on a post. Uh, For me, really, the key way of defining the success of the work that I produce is the number of shares and saves on social media, and I especially take note when people um, take the time to leave a comment on a post or reply to an email, because that to me means that the thing that I'm creating is really resonating with them. Now, step three, I need to pick a name that was memorable and clearly explain the project concept. I love naming things. Naming something is almost always my favorite part of the project. I like choosing names that will bring the idea to life, but I also like to make the name sticky. And for me, a sticky name is something that people will remember a few days from now or something they want to share with their friends. So after a quick brainstorm, I came up with four different potential names for the product and shared them on my Instagram stories as a simple poll asking people to pick their favorite name for the Affirmation project. I then shared the options in my weekly newsletter and asked people to click on the name that they preferred. Now, this is an important key. Oftentimes, as creatives, our instinct is to hide away and focus on building our project without sharing it with people along the way. But that can lead you to developing something that's good, but doesn't quite resonate with your intended audience. When building any type of creative project, it's almost always best to build in public and bring people along the journey with you. This helps you to validate the idea and confirm interest. And it also gives your audience the opportunity to 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 give you feedback on the project and be a part of bringing it to life. How beautiful is it to involve the people that that support your work in the creation of the things that you make? So those four initial names were Joy Bombs, Take What You Need, Spread the Joy, and This Is Your Sign. And from the Instagram poll, the winning idea was take what you need. But from the email poll, the winner was Joy Bombs. Um, I personally really like Joy Bombs because I had an instant visual idea associated with that concept. So I decided to move forward with that idea. And it's also worth noting, this is your sign ended up already existing in the world. So that kind of got killed uh, in the process. Step four One of the hardest parts of producing anything is finding a production company to bring that idea to life. But I knew that with enough dedicated research, I could find a company that could produce exactly what I was looking for. It's also worth noting that I decided to focus on a card deck as a first product because I wanted to develop something that was practical, something that was small and something that was easy to ship. Now, while I have a lot of experience with print-on-demand online stores, this is one of the first products that I will be shipping out myself, and I wanted to make sure that everything could fit comfortably in my small two-bedroom apartment without being a significant hassle. So I did a quick Google search and found six different potential companies. I then reached out to all of them to get quotes on prices and order samples so I could experience what their, their product printing looked like and my criteria for picking a shipping company was affordability, quality, and reputation of the company. I reviewed the company websites, I inspected the samples, and I read the customer reviews to kind of narrow it down to the printing company I, I decided to print with. And since this is my first time, I can't personally vouch for the company yet, but I hope that I have picked a winner. Step five, The next logical step to make this idea come to life was to build a logo. Now fortunately my background is in visual design so building a logo isn't that difficult for me. Since all of the cards will be hand lettered I knew I wanted the logo design to also be hand lettered so I developed three different design ideas. Option 1 featured the words joy bombs inside of a bomb shape. And while this was a good start, it felt too literal and it didn't have the visual impact I desired. And then option two, um, I wanted to strip away the visual elements and focus on a creative word mark. I decided to include this kind of explosion looking illustration in the negative space of the O and added a few extra elements to add a little bit of whimsy and joy to the illustration. And option three, kind of built on that idea by showing a bomb exploding, but for me, the end result looks somewhat like a sun, and it's interesting. I actually like it, but for some reason, it just didn't feel fully right. Now, normally at this stage, I would share the options with my social media following, but in this specific case, I felt like there was a clear winner. Option two, it had the whimsy and personality I was looking for without feeling trapped inside a shape. And I could easily imagine this logo being used for a long time. So I jumped over to designing the box. Step six, one easy way to validate your concept is to continue to work on bringing the idea to life. I felt like once I saw the box fully designed, this project would officially be real. And so I started to create a few examples of flat designs that I could use with the box. Behind the scenes, I was working on a home decor collection for Society6. So I was doing lots of colorful pattern design and procreate already on my iPad. So I started putting the patterns uh, beneath the logo to see how I responded to them. And this was an interesting process because it definitely got my brain excited about all the ways that I could extend the project. And it inspired me to really consider um, how can Joy Bombs as a collection expand. And I kind of have this idea that I want to do seven different um, collections of Joy Bombs that, that, that kind of connect and resonate with different aspects of people's lives. More on that hopefully soon. We'll see how this first iteration goes. Now, the idea isn't fully fleshed out, but I promise you will be the first to know as I start to bring that idea to life in the future. Ultimately, I landed on a pattern that actually didn't work for the Society 6 collection, but felt perfect for this design. I especially like that the design features key brand colors for So Curious, and I love the movement and the flow in the background. This is a testament to the idea that even our worst ideas can have new life and future projects. We can reuse the things that we've created in new and beautiful forms, and they can become so much more valuable than we could have ever imagined. So... I had an idea for the flat box and I went to Envato Elements to find a box mockup, and it was easy to find options that I could add my flat illustrations to and see a sample of a 3D rendering. So I go into Photoshop and I piece together the box, and this took a few rounds to get perfect, but I was really pleased with the box design and jumped right into building a landing page for pre-orders. Step 7. As a creative, we all know that people will say they like an idea, but the best way to see if you have a viable business idea is to validate your concept by accepting pre-order sales. To do this, I created a simple landing page with a pre-order link. The good thing about uh, going this avenue is that if you get a lot of pre-orders, you know that this idea really connects with people. And if you don't get a lot of pre-orders, you can always refund the money and scrap the idea completely if you so choose. But it's worth noting that the hard part about doing pre-orders is that you have to set a moderate goal and be willing to promote your idea multiple times. The thing that trips me up and I think most creative people is that you expect that the first time that you mention an idea that everyone will jump at the opportunity to pay. And unfortunately, that's just rarely the case. In fact, oftentimes you need to prompt someone multiple times just to get them to click the link. And when they click the link, they still might not decide to pay for the thing, so it could take a few weeks to make enough content to to change the hearts and minds of people, and and you just have to stick with it until you start to see the result. For me, I set the goal of making 50 pre-orders, and this was exactly the amount necessary to get the first batch of 500 cards printed and shipped to me from the printing company. Then, I established a stretch goal of 100 pre-orders, and this would allow me to have more money to create promoted ads so I could get the idea in front of more eyeballs. Now that I had a landing page, it was time to promote the concept to my audience, and I did a combination of short-form social video, email marketing, and a little bit of Facebook advertising to promote the pre-sale of the Joy Bombs affirmation cards. The biggest challenge in promoting is coming up with a whole bunch of interesting ways to continue to share the idea with your audience. And my focus was primarily using storytelling as a tool to make a connection with my audience, both verbally and visually. Okay, so the campaign resulted in eighty nine orders of the Joy Bombs affirmation cards, which meant that I had enough profit to pay for the initial set of cards. And I felt like I built enough interest to make me feel confident in completing the project and sharing it with the world. Step eight. I started with 6 illustrated affirmations, for the pre-order page I created an additional 14 affirmations, but now it was really time to get to work in completing the deck and illustrating all 52 affirmation cards. Developing the affirmations was a super fun process for me because it helped me to explore the ways that I can combine the colors in the So Curious Color Palette to tell interesting visual stories. This included trying out all the different color variations together and seeing the different ways that I could combine colors to make something beautiful. Now, creating the hand lettering, it's not specifically hard, but I must admit that creating beautiful design is incredibly time intensive. I broke this part of the project though into tiny chunks and would work a few hours a day to create the illustrations. Some days I would focus on the hand lettering and some days I would focus on editing things down or adding some visual touches to make the the cards more interesting. Through this process, I learned a lot about the power of dedication and commitment. When I finally completed the 50 second card in the deck, I was genuinely so proud because I'd put countless hours into designing a significant product that was meaningful to me and meaningful to my audience. Making things is hard. Putting yourself out there is hard. But through this project, I committed to, to making something meaningful that I wanted to share with the world. Step nine, the next step in producing the card deck was printing samples and refining the designs. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so it was really important for me to see how these cards would come to life before paying a lot of money to get them printed. So I created a template in InDesign that would allow me to easily cut down the cards. After placing the individual designs in the template, I got the batch of cards printed at Kinko's and bought them home to cut them out and inspect them. The biggest goal of this process was to confirm that I had consistency throughout the card deck. Most importantly, I focused on the use of color, the illustration style, and tried to make sure that I was reusing illustration elements throughout the different cards in the deck so that there was a lot of cohesion between the individual cards. I also wanted to make sure that I had enough of each color throughout the deck so that it would also create some additional visual cohesion. And finally, I wanted to make sure that I still resonated with all the phrases in the deck. After reviewing the items through this lens, I had a lot of work to do. Now, we all realize that making a first draft is a very important part of the process, but the best way to actually make great work is to commit to editing by going through an iterative process with the things that you create they just become better and more interesting and more resonant so i made a list of additional things i needed to refine the designs and i got to work it's worth noting that through this process i realized that there are a few things i hadn't considered For example, I needed to create an opening card that explained the idea. I also needed to redesign the box to fit the appropriate size. And through the process, I decided to simplify the designs and take out some of the embellishment because the cards are relatively small and some of the details were lost in the designs. So this is when I actually started to track my time and it took an additional 25 hours of edits. But eventually I developed a card deck that I'm truly proud of and that I was excited to send to the printing press. Step 10 is develop the final files and send that deck off to the printer. Now, one of the greatest perks of being a designer is that I have experience prepping files for the printer. And to be honest, this is kind of a a little bit of a pressure test. Uh, It can be scary spending a ton of money on one thing first, but then two, making sure that you've designed everything appropriately, that you've tried to catch any spelling errors, and that you've done a good job making everything work. So in order to prep something to print, you have to, one, you have to add extra space around the design for when the printer cuts the cards down to size. This is called bleed, and normally your printer will provide you with specs for your design files. In addition to this, you have to convert the colors of your cards from RGB to CMYK, that's Technical jargon, but I'm saying it because if you've never done this before, you need to know it. And while I created the initial draft of my cards in Procreate, I used Photoshop to resize the images. Then I placed the resized JPEGs in Adobe InDesign to lay out the cards. InDesign is a publishing software that has a bit of a learning curve but has been a meaningful part of my design process for creating books and building the Joy Bombs Affirmation card deck. Step two, you have to confirm that the cards will fit in the size of the box that you ordered. This is a big deal. Um, this was a great source of turmoil for me because there was a steep price increase for having a larger box size, but I preferred the look of thicker cards. But I was able to find that happy medium to fit in my price range, where the cards were thick enough, but where I could use a box size that was still relatively small and therefore not that expensive. And then step three, you have to create the final box design. Now, this was an extensive process because I wanted to maintain a visual flow from panel to panel, uh, from edge to edge. And in designing the box, I wanted to make sure that everything was legible, that it looked high quality. So I really took my time drawing and redrawing and redrawing and redrawing all of the elements until I felt fully satisfied with the final designs. Once those steps were complete, I packaged the InDesign file and uploaded them to the printer. And once the files were uploaded, I waited a few days and was sent a digital proof of the card deck and the box design to review. I reviewed it thoroughly and noticed a few small errors, um, which was interesting because... The errors that I found, ultimately, I hadn't made them. They were weird things that the printing company had done on accident. So this is an important note, like very, very thoroughly, thoroughly review anything that the printing company sends you because there are a whole bunch of new potential errors that could pop up. So I noted those errors, I uploaded new final files, and I waited another few days to approve the final print file. And after the files were approved, there was nothing to do but wait the two to four weeks for the printer to print and ship the final card deck. So I guess that's a good place to stop. Thank you, beautiful human, for listening to this episode of So Curious About, a weekly-ish podcast about creativity, marketing, and joyful living. Sign up for our inspirational newsletter, The Weekly Reset, at SoCurious.co, and follow your boy at JustinMadeThat on Instagram. This is your permission to slide in my DMs respectfully. (laughs) Bye.